2: What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going?
3: I'm good, Connor. It's Friday night. I'm enjoying a crisp glass of water today
2: <laughs> like plain water you're not a lunatic
3: oh fl- pl- just some flat water if anything yeah. I opened the water I left it out to let it go flatter
2: I was just thinking because I w- we had a discussion earlier on about um, carbonated water
3: and we discussed oh. that that was the work of the devil that was absolute sin in a bottle is how we described <laughs> it I think
2: <laughs> do you know who loved carbonated water Hitler I don't know if everyone
3: knows that, but that's true if you really dive into Mein Kampf, yeah. it's all li- about carbonated water.
2: <laughs> it's it's in between the lines. You have to really get in there. But you know, this is this is Hero Zero. <laughs> what a weird star. This is Hero Zero Zero, uh, When we talk one comic book character. Normally, you do Marvel, and I do DC. And so this week is my week. We don't have to listen to one of your nonsense pieces of drivel. I just right? want a bit
3: of respect every now and again. Okay. <laughs>
2: Sometimes you do good reports. Oh. Few and far
3: between if you oh. ask me.
0: But
3: <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of a shit sandwich, isn't it? It is, it is. But look, there's some delicious caramel in the middle of that shit sandwich. Mm. So I'm fairly happy.
2: <laughs> Even then, a shit sandwich wouldn't taste nice no matter how much caramel is in it.
3: No, shit is always worse than caramel is good. It's a
2: stronger flavour. It's a stronger flavor <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this is the weirdest episode of Bake Before Off <laughs>
3: <laughs> Paul Hollywood is giving a handshake Ooh. <laughs> He's like, You put too much shit in there <laughs> But you know what, you get um, it a good go <laughs> So we're going to start
2: um, the Hero Zero Report shot And this week I'm going to be doing a character That has since had gotten her own show In like the, the whole Arrowverse world Oh. And that is Stargirl, Miss Courtney Whitmore. What do you know of Stargirl?
3: I know very little about Stargirl. All I know is that uh, I used to work in like a toy shop, and there were little Lego figures of DC characters, and Stargirl was one of them. Um, mm. And all the kids called her Lady Captain America.
2: Well, you know what, actually, that's I can see that. But what's interesting about Stargirl is she's not the first star person. If, like, because um, there was a star man before her, several star men. And D- it David got past. <laughs> well, David was around, yeah, but then, like, several other guys in comic book form.
3: Oh, right, okay.
2: Oh, jeez. And they were heroes, you know what I mean? Oh. So...
3: <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying the, <only> the character <laughs> went through several chicha changes.
2: i i <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this report gonna take forever. Um, so this character, Courtney Elizabeth Whitmore, um Miss Stargirl, was created by Jeff Johns and Lee Motor. Okay. okay. Jeff so- Johns
3: of like she- Green Lantern fame.
2: Jeff Johns of Green Lantern Fame. So Jeff Johns has gotten a lot more famous these days. But Star Girl was created by him. He's he's said to have based her personality on that of his sister, who actually tragic, ha- tragically passed away in a flight. Right? So oh, God. he's okay. so he um he designed the character to be very similar to his sister. So it ha- kinda has that really cool root, uh just as as the creation of the character.
3: Yeah, that's a nice way of honouring someone. <clears throat>
2: So, Stargirl was first appeared in 1999, in February. And to understand the history of Stargirl, we kind of have to look back on the Starman legacy, so you understand what it, why she's so powerful and what everything is going on. So, it began with a guy called Ted Knight, and he was the first Starman. And he fe- appeared in Adventure Comics 61, back in, like, 1941, I think it was. Okay. And Ted basically was Bruce Wayne... Um, but he he was like a playboy who was rich, and then on the side he was a superhero because, as most characters were back then,
3: yeah, because that was the only way they could write someone being a vigilante is like, oh, they have all the means and power to do it. Uh, yeah, an ordinary citizen couldn't do this. So Ted was a brilliant
2: astronomer and engineer, and it was allow it was true these talents that allowed Ted to isolate a unique form of cosmic energy generated by starlight
3: i like where this is going connor
2: (laughs) yes (laughs) because it's the 40s so he's able to just you know isolate cosmic energy and stick it into something
3: (laughs) harness some fucking
2: light and
3: make (laughs) power from it
2: yeah basically he created a solar panel and he stuck it on his back And now he's fucking really fast running down the road. But he created this uh, and he put it through a device called the Gravity Rod. And he'd adopted the Starman name and used the powers granted to him by the gravity rod to fight everyone's enemies in 1941 in comic books, Nazi saboteurs.
3: Oh, where would comics books be if not for Nazi saboteurs?
2: <laughs> Especially because he's Starman, so he's covered in America, like he's got the stars and he's in blue, so it's like an American flag. He's Captain America of the DC world.
3: Beautiful, I love it. Very patriotic. Yeah. Very of the time.
2: Now, where it's kind of a mixture of Bruce Wayne and Captain America is that Ted found an heir apparent in the form of a man called Sylvester Pemberton, and he was an
3: acrobatic boy wonder shot. Um oh. <laughs> Right. What well, now, were his parents killed in some kind of trapeze incident? I don't, I don't think it's ever mentioned, but he's just oh, an acrobatic by so wonder. he just a child, perfect. Yeah, look, he takes him off the street,
2: puts a bag over his head, throws him in the van, and so he's an acrobatic by wonder, known as
3: the Star Spangled Kid. Right, okay, that is, that is shockingly like that. That could have been what they called Bucky Barnes in the comics back in the day, the Star Spangled Kid,
2: and. What's actually interesting about um, uh, Sylvester is that he was a spoiled rich kid who snuck out at night to fight crime with his parents, being none the wiser shot. So he has parents? He does have parents, yeah, he's just a bit of a shithouse.
3: He's just a dickhead, okay, fair enough. Yeah,
2: and Pemberton, he was out solving crime shot. And Pemberton was unique among the kid superheroes of the day because he was the star of his book and he actually had an adult psychic. Sidekick called Pat
3: Stripesy Duggan. Uh, did his parents name him Stripesy? Wait, his, no. The, the adult sidekick? Yeah, how the does, adult is the sidekick and the kid is the main hero. How does that power dynamic work in the comics? Um, It was the 40s, shot. It was a different time. Ah, it's when children had views, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We've beaten out of them since. <laughs> no more.
2: <laughs> but, um... No, they, um it was a unique comic book and it sold a lot because a lot of kids are kind of like oh that's me wow I'm the main hero and like wouldn't it be cool if an adult listened to me it's I mean it goes along those lines and so Pat Stripesy Duggan was the Pemberton uh, family Uh, he drove the limousine basically and he gets dragged in to be the sidekick of the kid they both later joined the the Justice Society of America which is what we've talked about the JSA is the Justice League before the Justice League existed Yeah, it's like
3: the model that the Justice League kind of based themselves around.
2: Yeah, and so the GSA is actually still around in comic books, but back in the 40s, that was the Justice League. So if you were part of that, you were part of the main team. And Pemberton briefly wielded the gravity rod uh, when Starman was incapacitated. So Pemberton actually got given it and he's like you're not a star spangled kid You're the star man now you're, you're the main man He said star man as in like You're literally star man and
3: you're the star man You are, you are a man now <laughs> are, are you ready to take a life? <laughs>
2: I've brought your parents here We're going to start with them to See let's how see, you feel
3: <laughs> Let's see how you spangle these stars
2: <laughs> It's just like really sinister It's really fucked. Um, So the the two later worked on refining the gravity rod technology. um, And this is him and uh, Stripesy Duggan. Now remember Stripesy Duggan because he's going to come in big later on.
3: Oh, classic Stripesy.
2: Stripesy, right? So him and Stripesy are working on improving the gravity rod because they've gotten it from uh, Ted, the old user. And they're like, we can make this better. And they fit it into a wearable device, the Cosmic Converter Belt, To better suit Pemberton's gymnastic fighting style.
3: Of course. He needs to be Mm -hmm. able to do flips.
2: He needs to do flips. And he can't do it if he's carrying a rod around. So he puts it in a little belt form. And he puts all... You know how it is when you want to transfer the power of a star from a rod to a belt. It's as easy as that. It's just...
3: It's as simple as one, two belts.
2: (laughs) And so Pemberton went on to adopt the name Skyman. And he established a superhero team, Infinity Inc., but he actually died later on by Solomon Grundy, so not a great type. But
3: no. f- where, this
2: co- where Stargirl comes in, I, I set all that up because I wanted to... Where she's coming in is later on. This is in the 40s, and Stargirl does not come into the comic books until 1999. Fuck me, okay. Yeah. I
3: mean, and, look, and so- oh, I've heard of like a delayed reaction, but... <clears throat> Is is this that they just forgot about the character and then they, in about the late 90s, they were just like, we need some new comics that we can no, write.
2: Because, see, it's interesting because the people in the GSA actually were seen to get older and they all got slightly older. But some of them, I think there was a weird story where like some of them were thrown forward in time. So they were younger than they should have been by like 30 years Oh, right. um, okay. in, in the preceding years, so it's just been a whole host of members of the JSA just going through troubles, and then some of them were thrown forward in time, including Stripesy Duggett. And so Stripesy, <laughs> Stripesy, Stripesy's still around, right? And so the the belt, I should say, the Cosmic Converter Belt. It basically gives you enhanced strength, enhanced agility, enhanced speed, enhanced stamina. Shooting stars, which are light forms, that disrupt disrupt electric. Devices and organic nervous systems.
3: Oh, that's that's a horrible concept.
2: Yeah, yeah. He just you could just turn off someone's brain, I suppose.
3: Yeah, just make all of the like <laughs> muscles in their body contract at once. That's fine. You,
2: you know how it is. <laughs> um, he's a star-spangled Kid.
3: Oh, of course, yeah. all the stars. Um,
2: so Courtney Whitmore first appeared in Stars and Stripe Zero in July of nineteen ninety nine. Born and raised in Beverly Hills, California, Courtney was tragically forced to move across the country to Blue Valley, Nebraska, a small town whose only claim to fame was it being the birthplace of Mr. Wally West.
3: Um, one flash. of the Flashes.
2: Yeah, the, well, like, I was going to say one of the Flashes, but yeah, the Flash, we'll say. One we of um, the Flash? Yeah. And this was due to her mother remarrying a ca- mechanic. So her mother is at a up with her father, and she remarries a man called.
3: Pat Duggan Pat Pat Pat's Duggan Pat Pat Duggan Could that be (laughs) The the Spotted Man?
2: (laughs) You were trying hard I was was
3: furiously trying to think of a way to fuck up (laughs) Stripesy What's the
2: opposite of Stripesy? So Stripesy is like I don't know Probably 50 He should be like 90 But true time force He's he's about 50 and he remarries uh, Courtney's mother. And the two of them decided much rather raise their children from their respective first marriages in a small town. Now, naturally, the kids weren't consulted on this choice. And the only thing Courtney and her stepbrother, Mike, ever agreed on was that moving to Nebraska was an absolutely terrible fucking idea.
3: Fucking so they weren't sure our parents are dumb.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically. So they move to Nebraska and Courtney is bull tick. She does not like Pat. She thinks Pat is a dickhead for making her do all this. And while unpacking a few boxes, Courtney stumbles across a box containing containing some of Pat Duggan's mementos from his time as Stripesy, including the original Star Spangled Kid costume and the Cosmic
3: Converter belt. Just leave that lying around. That's all. You know how
2: it is. Yeah, sure. It's just the power of a star. It's not gonna fall into the wrong hands
3: oh absolutely not it's just gonna lie in the chest safe forever and never be touched again <laughs> courtney could you open
2: that box please Un- unpack it there now i'm sitting here looking at stars <laughs> and so realizing her stepdad used to be stripesy the only adult psychic to a teen hero in history had filled her with joy as she now had a new means to get back at him and ridicule him
3: <laughs> what a shitbird.
2: <laughs> Cuz she's like, "You're the only adult psychic. What are you? You're a
3: loser." He was a kid. He was a child and you were an adult and you drove him around and helped him.
2: <laughs> so Courtney modified the costume. Um and because over the week there was going to be a patriotism team school dance. And so she decided that she'd wear the costume to the school dance as a means of mocking Pat, who was at the dance acting as a chaperone.
3: <laughs> oh fuck's sake! But that—that's just like, hey, remember your friend who died? I'm wearing their suit.
2: He's dead.
3: Ha-ha! And you're a an hero. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, he's acting, Pat is acting as the chaperone, and Courtney turns up and she's got, she's dressed in the old outfit as a kind of last fuck you, I know what your secret is, you're the only sidekick, haha. Um, the dance was then attacked by weird cultists in snake-teamed costumes, Sean, which are just bad guys that they have to beat. Um, uh, What
3: are their, what's the bad guy's agenda here? Sorry?
2: They're just snake-teamed, you know how it is. Uh, you know how snake-teamed yeah snakes hate dances everyone knows that
3: that that the garden of eden they wanted to dance and there was a snake that said fuck there was a few
2: there was a few pieces of apple juice on the table at the dance i can only assume oh
3: someone spiked that apple juice with a (laughs) knife
2: (laughs) oh no my apple juice has knives in it not again (laughs) put it back in the pot Put it back Um, in the apple. (laughs) So, (laughs) this dance was attacked by the weird cultists. And so, Courtney, in her moment of need, she leaps into action to protect her classmates. And she was surprised when she was joined by a giant robot in defending the crowd.
3: Was this addressed, was this mentioned before, that someone had access to a giant robot?
2: It turned out, Sean, that Pat had been thinking of getting back into the superhero game. And, and had built, a, and had built a suit of Iron Man style armor, the Special Tactics Robotic Integrated Power Enhancer, or Stripe
3: for short. Oh, he's re- he's really latched onto this nickname that he got in <laughs> Look, school. He got a
2: nickname when he was ten, and he's sticking to it.
3: So he's only wearing pinstripe suits these days, mm. uh, and um, then other striped clothing.
2: This led to the stepfather and stepdaughter reaching a bargain as they realised they had stumbled across a mystery in need of exploring. They would work together and continue to hide what they were doing from the rest of the family, with Pat playing protector to another teenager wanting to play a superhero, and they would be called the Sp- Star Spangled Kid and Stripe.
3: Okay. I, what, would they not just go with stars and stripes?
2: Eh, uh,
3: look... <laughs> i t- Look, I don't mean to call anyone's creative integrity into question, but I just mm. think in terms of branding the, the, and for things you well, can write on top of a comic.
2: The comic comic was called Stars and Stripe. Okay, well that's
3: that's that's quite yeah. a good call on the editor's <laughs> part. Just because I followed your advice. Look, I I don't mean to say that I've done anything ever, but mm, 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 I did mm. everything ever.
2: Yeah, Jeff Johns, listen to me. But um, don't worry she, about it,
3: Jeff. This one's on me. I've
2: I've got this one, Jeff. Just take a seat. I'll continue writing. But uh, so she's a star-spangled kid, and uh, he's stripe. And it, have do you remember an old show? Not an old show. Like it probably like fifteen years ago, and it was called the Big Guy and Rusty. Do you remember that show?
3: No, not at all. It was like
2: a little robot and a big robot were fighting, and I think it's a long, same lights. It's it's. It works well in comic books when you have, like, a big robot and, like, a smaller character with them. Just in terms of, like, Groot and Rocket. It's just good optical... It's just how it looks on the page is really nice.
3: I have never... I'm looking this up. I have never seen this before. This looks unreal.
2: Yeah. That's such a shout-out of the most random thing that I just thought of when I thought of Stripe. Um, but, so the attack on the sc- high school... So they, they decided they were going to work together as the Star-Spangled Kid and Stripe again. And the attack on the high school, however, caught the attention of one oracle, who clued Robin in on the new legacy hero. Though they had little to go on, the Young Justice team travelled to Nebraska to investigate their initial meeting was not smooth as they kept thinking that the stripe armour was a robot and they just kept bad-mouthing it, even though little
3: Pat was inside <laughs> the robot. Oh no, poor little Pat.
2: <laughs> Pat made it himself. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh."
3: Pat was out in the shed for weeks making that.
2: <laughs> um, but in the end, Courtney and, Yo- and the Young Justice team solved, um, solved another mystery together. And they were like... We we'd like you on the team, like you're this new, you're the hottest new taking superheroes kind of shit, um, and so Courtney ultimately did not join the team as though as she felt that she wasn't ready for the opportunity just yet. She was only just starting.
3: That's quite like um, it's quite an acknowledgement of her own abilities at that time. That's a like quite mm. quite quite grou- quite a grown up decision to make.
2: And so in Blue Valley, this is the name of the college. Most of her adventures involve Dragon King. And her, his daughter, Cindy Berman. Now, Cindy was the most popular girl in school, Sean, and as evil as her father. And she adopted na- the name Shiv and became Courtney's arch nemesis. So there was several... There was lots of issues in between of Courtney fighting the most popular girl in school as she's, like, the evil person and Courtney's, like, the superhero who's not very cool. It's, oh, it's so that.
3: they're polar opposite. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah.
2: You can see where the story originates from. But that went on for a long time. And after um, after I think I don't know how many issues there were, but eventually they were like, okay, we need to change it up. And the JSA came calling, and they actually asked for Stars and Stripes to rejoin the team. So the new Stripesy from back in the day, and they were like, Stripes has a new k- sidekick. Let's bring her in. So Stars and Stripes joined the JSA.
3: Oh, like officially as official members. So yeah, is, as official members, is Stripes and. Then- one of the few people who have joined twice
2: yeah i suppose you never really lose the membership maybe it's because like oh i retired
3: yeah he's not in active service or something like that
2: then he comes out of retirement so he automatically gets his membership back and then it's just like i'm bringing her with me she's good she's young but she's good and she's learning um now the team did have already had a star man so that's why she was um the star spangled kid and she's only sixteen at this point, so she's still very young. And um, when Jack Knight retired, Jack Knight is Ted Knight. Remember the first Starman? I think, yeah, that's his Teddy. son. Okay, Ted, big Teddy. So Jack is his son. He was Starman, but he's also really old now. Since it's been like since around the forties, <laughs> and he knew who to pass his cosmic staff down to. He had previously met Courtney and was impressed by how she managed during a worldwide attack at one point. She'd previously wielded the staff dead just when he was down. And so, as Knight departed to raise his son, he left the mighty weapon and the legacy of Starman to her. And it took a while. Courtney actually said no at the start. She was like, I'm not ready still. And after a few more months, she decided that she would drop her alias as the Star Spangled Kid and officially become Stargirl.
3: Right, and, man, she seems really, like, unwilling to take... Not unwilling, but, like, nervous nearly about taking up the mantle. That's not something you'd often see in, like, a a teen superhero. No, I
2: think... I think, but what really helps is that she has—I'm going to say the word—she has stripesy with her. Now that sentence sounds dumb, but it's comic books; it's all dumb. Um, what I mean is, like, she has him looking after. Her. So, like, when he's like, "I think you're ready," and she's like, "Ah, oh, maybe another tiny bit," or maybe he's taken maybe another few months, and you will be ready. And she's kind of listening to that to that advice, whatever it is. I think he kind of keeps her grounded.
3: Like as a father, like you're grounded, you can't go out to your friends.
2: Very similar. You're not allowed to save people now. They're all going to die. <laughs> but that...
3: No, so... it's on both of us now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Courtney becomes a frequent and relied upon member of the JSA. And during with the t- her time with the team, she even gains a little sister in Patricia Duggan. Um, so during all this, she's still working with Stripes, but I think he's kind of taking more and more of a step back like, because now he has a new daughter that he's had with her mother, and so she's at home with the newborn, and he has a 16-year-old daughter that he's currently very close to, but you're like, you're kind of ready for, to go out into the superhero world yourself, and I kind of need to be at home. Um, so he kind of takes more of a step back, and he becomes like a part-time member, so she kind of goes off on her own at this point. And Courtney only sporadically see, saw her biological father, who was Sam Curtis, and when she did um it was rarely positive so this is her actual biological father
3: right okay and not a good relationship there
2: no because he was a low level goon working for the royal flush gang shot my gosh
3: mm. the yeah, royal um... flush gang
2: by the way, the Royal Flush Gang is a gang from Batman Beyond, who I love the name of. Is that not the coolest fucking group name you've ever
3: heard? Absolutely, and is the leader like the king, and then there's the queen. yeah. And... The... Yes. Oh, it's
2: all the... yeah. In Batman Beyond, one's dressed as a king, one's dressed as a queen, and then they have Ace, who's the most powerful one. I think it's like ten, jack, queen, king, ace, and That's there's
3: five of them. Fucking class. <laughs>
2: Yeah it's just really cool uh, But So he, she is, he's working as a goon for the real flush gang And she breaks all ties with him for good And she actually starts acknowledging Pat as her real father um, Which is kind of a, a massive character change That like This all started because she hated Pat And now through all of this she's like No Pat you're my real dad That
3: is That, that actual development in that relationship That's nice to see
2: Mm, Yeah. Um, Weirdly, she also briefly dated the fellow JSA member Captain Marvel, or Shazam, I should say, um, in the DC world, who, in his secret identity of Billy Batson, is the same age as she is, but to outsiders, however, Captain Marvel is, like, 27, and he's dating a a
3: 16-year-old. But they're technically the same age, so it's technically (laughs) fine.
2: It's uh, let's not use technically fine again, Sean. But it is see, it's technically fine for them or for ca- in Shazam's head, he's sixteen, so she's sixteen that he wants to date her, and she fancies Captain Marvel or whatever. But it's the fact that from the outside world, everyone else in the JSA is kind of like he's twenty seven because they don't know that he's sixteen. They oh, don't, know, they his don't know the secret identity,
3: and, uh, and does she know?
2: Uh, I don't think she knows either. No. My
3: God, what a mess.
2: Mm. And so, Jay Garrick, who's the first Flash, he confronts them, and he basically makes sure that Captain Marvel leaves the JSA and Courtney instead of revealing his secret to the team. So his
3: choice was either reveal his secret or leave the team, and so he leaves the team. Okay, well... And and they also are not together anymore after that?
2: No, no, not so much. I think she, her and... Um, Atom Smasher. Is it Atom Smasher? Yeah, I think it's Atom Smasher. She's normally romantically linked to him, but I think it's comic book, so it's either on again or off again. You know how it is. Um, So, when when other members of the Justice Society were displaced to Earth 2 during the crisis, Whitmore, along with teammates Mr. Terrific and Dr. Midnight, remained. And they kind of forced the Justice Society to to disband at this point, because everybody had kind of been sent off to a different universe... (laughs)
3: That will tend to break up the party a little bit.
2: We've we've kind of lost everybody. And during this break, uh, she began attending college. She changed her equipment. And um, her rod was compressed to a small cylinder. And when she activated her costume, and a belt appeared, while well, the rod grew to full size. So she only had, she made it. She's always um, tinkering with it as well. So she made sure that the rod could be um, shortened. So it was it was a tiny little tube. Or a cylinder So when she clicked the right button or whatever It would explode up into the rod And she would become Stargirl
3: That's very That's a dramatic entrance
2: Yeah it's it's very similar to the Flash He has the suit in the In his ring
3: Yeah And just, like all was ready to go
2: Hmm um, So Manny In between Well she's in college And she she's organised all this She's growing as a character constantly Um. But All of the characters that were transported to Earth 2 You'll never guess what happened What happened? They all got transferred back!
3: Holy shit.
2: (laughs) And so Green Lantern, Flash and Wildcat reformed the JSA and Stargirl was inducted. Um, And she used this time... She was kind of brought in... She's still only very young but she's kind of seen as like an experienced member now because she's been there for years. But the team encountered drama within because, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of random people all back who are all in a different universe and have all come back. And they split up due to differences between the old guard and the new. And so it splits up into the JSA and the JSA All-Stars as two rival groups.
3: Oh, right. So they're actually like, we can do it better than you.
2: Yeah, and Courtney decided to join the JSA All-Stars. However, she expresses regret in being assigned to this group, as they're all much older than her and feels more at home with the other team. Power Girl, who is on the All-Stars team, tells her that she needed her on the team because the others actually look up to her. And she's seen as kind of a leader within the group, which is amazing to think of where she started, that all these grown adults now look to her
3: for leadership. Yeah, like you're the the standard by which they set themselves.
2: I I will say that this is all pre-new 52. Um and so when the new 52 came in, they redid it all in regards to her storyline. Uh, the new 52 came in just at that point that the JSA All-Stars and the JSA were kind of working and within that, uh, they changed her backstory that I think she still found the belt and the staff and everything, but she didn't go she didn't go to school. I think she went to like stop crime like immediately. She put it on. She was like, "Oh, I'm a superhero! Fuck, I go stop a robbery!" And, fucking gap here. <laughs> yeah, and she and she gets seen on a camera because everyone has a has a phone on them these days. And she becomes in, immediately an instant celebrity because it's just like, uh, "Who is this star girl flying around? What the hell is going on?" And she finds out that she's now incredibly famous, and she's actually chosen by Amanda Waller. Um, to join the Justice League of America in the New 52 and Amanda Waller chooses her as the public face for the PR campaign because it's like, oh, butter wouldn't melt like, blonde hair, blue eyes oh,
3: GLA, we're all so good she, she reminds me very much of Starlight from The Boys in a lot of ways
2: yes, actually that's a really good reference, yeah she, that, that's kind of who she looks like, I would say
3: Right, okay, and it's, it is that butter wouldn't melt. Very popular, like a very uh, safe public image of a superhero.
2: Yeah, but she obviously is not like that. Very similar to Starlight in that she doesn't believe in that behind the scenes. But Amanda Waller is obviously going to try and do some shady shit to get her
3: the PR up. Oh, absolutely. That's classic Amanda Waller move.
2: No, I. One of my favourite members. That's kind of the end of the main report, just because in the new fifty two, I didn't want to get too involved in that. I just wanted to show how different it was, just as an origin story. But um, probably my favourite use of Starlight. And really so, a small role that she has in it is in the Justice League Unlimited episode, and it's called Patriot Act. And I've talked about this before in the show, but if I would recommend going to watch this 20 minute episode, I don't know what it is, it's probably, you can get it on Daily Motion, I would say assume. But she appears in a main role in this episode, and she's not really a main character in the rest of the series, but in this one she is, and that's because Superman uh, is having a parade in Metropolis based on him. Classic and everyone's Superman. like, oh, Superman, everyone's like, Superman, you know, he's a cocky little shit. And however, he's actually in another galaxy. And he won't be able to appear in the parade. He's on, like, another mission. And so instead, the Justice League sends Stargirl and Stripe. uh, They send Green Arrow, Vigilante, and the Shining Knight, who are kind of like all B-list other than Green Arrow um, members of the team, to kind of take his place. And Stargirl is obviously there because it's Stars and Stripes. It's an American parade kind of thing. And she even uses her Cosmic Converter belt to create fireworks within the parade and everything so it's all like it's all wow isn't this amazing General Wade Eiling, um, was the is uh, he's one of the bad guys and he takes a bunch of stuff that he hates supers right his right. whole thing is he absolutely hates superheroes and he thinks that they're bad and anyone with superpowers is like an alien and a freak and to counteract this he's like I'll fight them myself and so he injects himself with a bunch of shit like a bunch of venom and he becomes this weird fucking monster thing. And then he's like, I'm going to go kill Superman because he's the head of the Supers. And if I kill him, then uh, there will be no Supers left. And he's like the head alien. So right. he, turns, he turns up at the parade and he's ready to just wreak havoc. And he attacks everybody. And he's kicking the shit out of like all, everyone there. And Starlight is trying to, f- or Stargirl I should say, Starlight. Stargirl <laughs> is uh, fighting him off. And she's using the staff and everything, and it's all, and they're all kind of working together. And at the end of it, you find out that all of them there, because she says her power comes from the the staff that she's using. And at the end of it, he's like, "Oh, you're all freaks, you're all superheroes." And at the end of it, you find out they say, "Well, you're the only one with superpower here." And like, because he was killing everybody, like everyone's within like an inch of their life bloodied and in bits and he's about to kill one of them and then it, someone's just like you're the only one with superpowers here everyone else is just kind of a vigilante <laughs> like green arrows is there, like I don't have any fucking
3: powers I just have and a it, bow and arrow
2: and, and Stripe is there and he's just a, he's just fucking a guy in a suit he's just like I'm just Stripesy in a big robot suit <laughs>
3: That's amazing. <laughs>
2: so I, I, I would recommend watching that episode. It's like one of the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited, I think. Just in terms of how cleverly written it is. Um, and Girl is in that, and she makes a big appearance in that show. Um, and that you kind of get a vibe of her personality from that as well. So in terms of powers and abilities, she's got gymnastics, kickboxing, hand-to-hand combat... Um, her equipment, obviously, is the Cosmic Converter Belt, which gives her enhanced agility, durability, speed, stamina, and strength. So she's not, like, overpowered, but she's, like, a lot higher than a
3: normal human. Okay, but, like, peak physical kind of thing.
2: Oh, she's peak physical before the enhancement, yeah.
3: Yeah, okay, very good, very good. Standard uh, she she also has
2: the Star Rocket Racer, which Pat Duggan provided her with a car for her birthday. Although Courtney has yet to realise that the car is actually a modified version of the original Star Rocket Racer once used by Mr. Sylvester Pemberton. So, Pat is kind of like, remaking shit that he did back then, to kind of give to her and pass it on. Um, she has flight, and she has energy projection.
3: That, th- those are just two powers that you've just thrown out there, Connor, but like, that is major power level right there. Yeah, right? I would
2: say, like, enhanced stabilizing is as cool as energy projection and flight because she has the power of a star in her staff.
3: It does And does it ever run out, that power?
2: Uh, I don't think it does, no. Right. Unless, I, there, there's probably a storyline where it gets snapped in half or something. And you're like, yeah. oh no, I've got no powers. But in terms of actually running out of juice, I don't think so.
3: Okay, that's really cool. She's a very uh well-rounded comic book character. Um mm. and I like how she went from kind of a a teen who was just out to cause trouble to someone who's genuinely trying their best to help people.
2: Yeah, and she's probably one of those characters that you see the grow it in uh, in the comic books. now this is before the new 52 but even in the new 52 she's had some really interesting stories as well but just in terms of her where she started and how they got her to the point of like she's now part of the jsa she's one of the youngest members but she's also seen as a leader like they don't get that unless those people step up repeatedly throughout every single storyline
3: yeah and in terms of like the show um, does it follow the? No, I don't know if you've watched it or not. But would it follow the, the like origin close enough? Do you think?
2: I think I have not seen it, but I, from everything I've seen, I think it does. I think it follows it pretty close. I can't, I can't tell for sure which origin they choose, but I, I feel like it's important to just get her personality across that she's like, she's, she's a very smart and she's um, very witty. She reminds me slightly of like. She's a badass, but she'll, like, tell you... It's very similar to Spider-Man, in that she'll be, like, telling you, oh, wow, you're not very strong,
3: while she's beating you up. Okay, okay, so wisecracking and light lighthearted about the whole crime-fighting biz.
2: Yeah, uh, but she's
3: also very... She's
2: very good at it, which is why she keeps getting promoted, I can only assume.
3: Yeah, and why adults are looking up to her when she's a teenager.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Oracle was immediately onto it. The minute it happened in the high school, Oracle was in. So Oracle wouldn't normally choose somebody who was kind of, kind of iffy on the whole thing. Like she's probably scouted her out for quite a while.
3: Yeah, to keep keeping an eye on these things, and also mm. Stripesy behind you. You're unstoppable. Stripesy,
2: big robot, <laughs> big
3: robot Stripesy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so she's able to. The cosmic rod allows her to fly, as well as as well as absorb energy, uh, which she can then project into a variety of uses, such as blasts and force fields. And um, because the rod is attuned to her, it could receive mental commands from a distance, even.
3: Right now, in terms of mental commands, is that like like Fire. Jedi? come come towards me kind of deal
2: no like if the, it's if it's over there she can tell it to fire into like the back of the bad guy
3: oh fuck so if someone takes it off her she can actually wreck their shit
2: yeah even then it doesn't really matter so like she's very well she's got a mixture of like just enhanced classic captain america enhanced everything and then she also has like the power of a star object as well it's-
3: Pretty OP, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> pretty <OP. laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, power. The sun yet, is a star. <laughs> that's true.
2: She is the power of the sun.
3: <laughs> that's unreal. I did not know that much about this character, but she's really cool. Mm. Um, so that's it for this uh, week's report, Sean. Do you well, want to take us out? I, I will indeed, Connor. Thank you, everyone, for listening to, if I must say, a wonderful report. On oh, star wonderful P-
2: <laughs> It almost sounds bad when you say wonderful and at the end of your one I go, Are you done? <laughs>
3: you done that was shit. <laughs> but uh, that's just personalities, you know what I mean? You're nice. We're the we're the original odd couple. I'm perfectly fine <laughs> to him and he's awful to me. <laughs> no comment. Uh, but he's not smart th- enough to understand them oh no thank you everyone <laughs> for listening to this episode of uh, Hero or Zero we will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon patreon.com slash Podcast. link in the description to that if you're interested um, we upload movie commentaries and things not commentaries, reviews over there Um, And it's a lot of fun So if you're interested in that Hop on over Also in the description All the links to All of our socials The Facebook group Which is a lot of fun People chatting in there Um, The Twitter At Heroes for Hire Pod The 4 is the number 4 And the Instagram Heroes for Hire Podcast As well Um, But most importantly Just tell one human being That we exist Just the one please Thank you And I think That is it Connor.
2: I think so So I've been Connor Lawler
3: I've been Sean Mayer
1: derm.com.